Hello everyone, I'm back. All right, this is episode 33 on the reflections on 2020 and the Saturn-Pluto freight train and the awakening of the goddess. This is um, the most, probably the most exciting chapter on planet Earth. I thought the great American eclipse was amazing. Oh my goodness. Well, this is kind of like the, the messages and energies of that eclipse on America, it's like handing the baton over to this moment with Saturn and Pluto conjunct and Capricorn exactly conjunct at 22 degrees. Very interesting number, right? 22 is a master number, the master builders. So uh, we are definitely reinventing our society from the roots up to into the matriarchy, the divine feminine, a compassionate sensitive, nurturing, beautiful society. And um, in order to get there, yeah, it's, it's not an easy ride. This is a birthing process. Uh, Saturn, 2020 is, is, this is no joy ride, that's for sure. It's going to test us and test us and test us to the very limits of what we think we're capable of. But the good news is, <clears throat> even though we have that going on with Saturn and Pluto, Jupiter in the sign of Capricorn is kind of, it's, it's like the, we work and we get a reward. So it'll be, we will be rewarded for all the hard work we put in. Jupiter will, will see to that. But, you know, uh, as I was saying on the, um, I did an a interview with my good friend Ken Rolla, freshandalive.com. He's a great visionary inventor, scientist amazing man one of he's just a, a dear friend and a man of very high integrity we had a great little chat on his you can check it on his youtube channel the video and um, i mentioned in there that um a great little line i happened to see somewhere on on twitter and it said somebody said and i apologize i don't know who said it but whoever said it i thank you for this and i'm passing it along i think it's awesome um jupiter um, don't work. It's like, don't, don't this year, don't pray for something that you're not willing to work for. So that's a, that's a good thing to, to bear in mind. Anyway, onward. So why do I call this the Saturn Pluto, Pluto freight train and awakening goddess episode? Well, because of what the effect this is having on the United States. So I pulled up the uh, chart of the United States <clears throat> for the uh, January 12th, 2020. I did all sorts of charts, different cities, different places, but the USA chart, we have sat this Saturn-Pluto freight train is opposing Mercury. And Mercury rules youth and messages and ideas and communications and, um, and children, you know, youth, children, um, you know, uh, the mind, so we are definitely, we are the opposition with Mercury. It's like saying, okay, it's time to take this, the ideas of compassion and, and our, the, the archetype of youth and the, all the, everything that Mercury represents. And it's time to integrate that into our society. Now, Mercury is, if you look at the archetype, Mercury is the messenger of the gods. And he would bring the messages up you know, he'd go up and go shapeshift his body and go up to Mount Olympus and get the get the messages from the high dudes up there, and then he'd he'd come back down into the masses and share them. So he knew how he knows, and you know, he knew how to move in and out of different realities and to be fluid and flexible 
and meld with the crowd. You know, sometimes he would look like an old man. Sometimes he would look like a young, a young boy. Um, it's also, he was like, you know, that whole concept of the hermaphrodite, you know, he could be changed genders, you know, gender fluidity, that's all very Mercury. So this is a very exciting time to, to um, you know, especially with the LGBT community, when you think about the outrageous uh, light that they, they hold and contain as a collective. So you could say that this this particular lineup has an outrageous, this is about, you know, I, I feel emotional saying this. It's like coming home, coming home and incorporating all these outrageous elements of our society together under a really, really beautiful, nurturing umbrella. Um, and, um, and then, so how do we get there? You know, what do we need to do? We need to be really disciplined we really need to get serious about this. <clears throat> and we need to um, really, you know, the words I'm hearing is come alive, come alive. Um, Madonna, you know, the Madam X album. Oh my goodness, that woman is so tuned in to the changes here. Let me tell you, there's, a, there's actually a song track called Come Alive and um, go listen to it. It's, it's really beautiful. The whole album is, is phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, and she's got a couple, several other um, ones about waking up. She kept, you know, wake up, wake up. You see it in the music videos. So very good uh, thing to do. And you finish listening to this podcast, go listen to her whole album. It's, it's phenomenal. But it's definitely about this, this gateway that we're in. So, um, but the capital, you know, the U.S. capital, I want to shift back to the USA chart. The USA, the, you know, if I look at this chart, I, what I do is I typically, I get visions when I see charts, you know, when I work with people, when I do my chart research before I meet with the client, I, I tune in and I study and I do all my, you know, astrological, you know, computations, but I also look at the, um, it, you know, like visions come to me as I'm looking at that. And when I look at the chart of the United States, um, what I see here is um, it's like, because Mercury is in the, in, in the Sibley, I'm using the Sibley chart for, for people who are astrologers and know this is a chart that has um, Sagittarius on the ascendant. It's the chart that most people use. It's, there's different charts, but this is the one we're using for the USA. It's the most popular one, I would, I would say, and it's the one I really resonate with. So we have Mercury in the eighth house, and that is the house, uh, I call it the house of the shaman. That's the house of birth, death, regeneration, like the phoenix coming from the ashes, birthing, right? A, a new beginning, letting go of old toxic pain body survival mechanisms, deep psychological insights. Um, so anyway, that Mercury sitting there and the Saturn-Pluto freight train uh -uh, pulling up opposite that, it's like, come on board, let's blend these together. Um, what, I, what I see there is because Mercury is in Cancer, right, the opposite sign of Capricorn is Cancer. So with Mercury in Cancer, it's like, um, it's the goddess, right, the goddess archetype. So when I saw that, I, I imagined it was like a goddess because eighth house is death and life and resurrection. It's like it's as if the the divine feminine, which has always been uh, has always been a part of us, even though it has been greatly 
beaten down in our Western culture for millennia, you know, basically the whole world, not just the West, but certainly the probably the worst was the West. But I see it, it was like, it's as if a goddess has been sleeping in a crypt. Like a man, I, met, I saw this granite crypt and it's like the lid opened, the lid slid over and this goddess awakened and got out of a crypt. And that to me is like the, the, if you could symbolize the changes that are coming, this is the shift. This is like this long dormant energy that is now awakening. We've already seen the stirrings of it a couple of years back when we, the Me Too movement really, um, Tarana Burke started it 25 years ago, right, in the early 90s. And it really took off um, with this, um, with the, you know, the Weinstein allegations and, and all of that stuff, right? It was bringing this to the surface. So it was like the lid was sliding. But now, January 12th, the lid comes off. And it's interesting because the the um, Pholus is in Capricorn. Pholus is an asteroid. And that asteroid's energy and potential is is absolutely that. The lid comes off. So um, it's it's quite a freight train we have here that is creating this. So I'm going to run, I'm going to do this like riff with you. All right. This is like, here's what the freight train looks like. If you could imagine the locomotive, I thought that Pluto was the locomotive because it's 22 degrees, 45 minutes, but it's not actually. There is a, a, um, a, uh, a, I don't know if it's an asteroid or trans-Neptunian object. There are these, um, uh, centaur objects is it gets very co- interesting and complicated with other celestial bodies but there's a celestial body shariklo chariklo and it's near pluto and that body it's like a it's like i think it's considered a centaur i'm not sure not to get hung up on all the labels but it's a um it's either an asteroid or a dwarf object, but anyway, it is, um, and I apologize to any astrologers listening, I'm just, it's not coming to me in this moment, but anyway, Chariklo, you can look this up, C-H-A-R-I-K-L-O, and she's like the, fe- it's like a female shaman, so her, she's kind of leading the train, which I think is absolutely fascinating, considering how it really jives with all this that I'm, I'm seeing. So Chariklo is this female shaman, and, you know, in Capricorn, man, we get, this is our, we're getting, we're getting business done. This is going to happen. Like it or not, right? Um, but she is leading the pack. We also got um, the south node of Pluto, the south node of Capricorn. I'm uh, sorry, the south node of Pluto, the south node of Saturn, and the south node of the moon, the lunar moon. They're all part of this this story. And um, so this is the historic lineup that we have not seen like ever. <laughs> so the, the locomotive, like the light on the locomotive is Chariklo. Then you've got Pluto, the big giant locomotive, Saturn right behind him. He's like the engine that's, you know, pushing Pluto along with Pluto. And Ceres, the planet of, it's a dwarf planet asteroid. It was actually, the, I think, the first one ever discovered. Ceres rules the food supply and agriculture and fertility, how we are fed, how we are not fed, right? So Ceres in Capricorn is, again, at that exact degree. Um, Ceres in Capricorn is uh, also 22 degrees. 
So we have Pluto, Saturn, Ceres, and Mercury are all at 22 degrees. It's pretty amazing. Um, so Ceres is the goddess of, the word cereal comes from Ceres, the goddess of the grain. And uh, so this is all about how do we feed ourselves? You know, are we fed by, you know, a, 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 a cold, hard, patriarchal energy? No, this is saying it's time to reinvent this. In, and let's create a structure of society that is about nurturing and caring and the goddess energy. All right, so there's Ceres, then there's Mercury. Ah, there he is again. So Mercury, the, the, these are ideas, you know, this is a whole idea paradigm shift. Then we have the sun. The sun is shining its light on all of this. The sun in, on January 12th, the sun's going to be at 21 degrees Capricorn. So it's shining its light on this story. So it's, it's like a lighthouse that's making sure that everybody sees this. <laughs> you know, there ain't no hiding here. Um, I love asteroids. I'm an asteroid geek. And um, so I found that asteroid Truth. There's an asteroid called Truth. And that is all right behind the sun. 16 degrees, holding hands. Okay, it's five, four, what is it, five degrees away? But hey, you know what, five degrees, I'll take it. <laughs> so asteroid truth, right? The truth comes out. Now here's where it gets interesting. This is the back of that freight train, these, these other cars that are in the back. So we've got um, these asteroids, tan the asteroid Tantalus, and I'll explain that in a minute, next to Jupiter, which is the largest planet in the solar system, right? The Jupiter, um, it rules abundance and it turns up the volume on things. And uh, it is uh, very, mag you know, it's, it's just a huge beneficent presence um, in the sign of Capricorn. It's like, again, you know, yes, you can have beneficence, but it will take work and discipline and focus to create it. But it's there. It's there for us if we want it. That brass ring is there. We just got to reach for it. Then there's an asteroid called Child, which is conjunct Jupiter. Child at 8 degrees, 39 minutes. Uh, then there is the south node of the moon, also at 8 degrees. And then Pholus, the, remember that Pholus, the lid comes off. That's like the caboose of the train. <laughs> the lid comes off. So it's basically saying, you know, it's as this is roaring across our consciousness, it's like, okay, the women are taking over, women like meaning the divine feminine. And I want to say too, to the, um, you know, in our society, as we expand gender roles and gender fluidity and intersex and all of these new terms that have come along since with Uranus's transit through Aries these last 10 or so years, up until last year, it was in Aries. And so we, it blossomed all of this, this, a new level of understanding, you know, with gender and gender roles. So when I say divine feminine, I'm not just saying this is for women. And I certainly it's it's an energy of compassion. So we just call it the divine feminine. But all genders are welcome and included and represented. So um, or expressions of gender. So we have um, yeah, so we've got all of this going on, and the um, the interesting thing that I um, that I'm fascinated with is that it's like saying, okay, here come the women, 
We're taking over the building. You know, like Elvis has entered the building. You know what? Cherry Clow, the female shaman, has entered the building. All right, boys, out of the way. We're taking over. Pluto, it's like, let's knock down everything that's old and outworn. You know, a, a plutocracy, wealth governing government and influenced by wealthy people, by billionaires who basically pay no tax, nor do corporations, right? It, it all has been shunted to the middle class and the lower class. So it's like saying, okay, boys, it's over. We're done with that. We're reinventing ourselves to a new frequency where everyone is taken care of and everyone is included and everybody counts. Then we have Saturn, right? The, the lords of karma, you know, the, those who have ripped off people and corrupted are going to have their, their day in court. So, you know, that's, you know, that's how it is. And then um, Ceres, Ceres is the goddess of fertility and grain. So look, you know, there, there could be a, and we have had some very serious problems with flooding and drought this year. So we could have some consequences of that, maybe higher food prices or things being limited availability. So just to be aware and know that. And it's really encouraging us to develop new ways of feeding ourselves. So that could be, you know, solar powered farms, you know, things like that, a whole new paradigm away from the oil, diesel, you know, petroleum matrix. Um, so that is also going on. And then, you know, Mercury is, is sprightly. Don't forget, he, is, he loves fun and he's a trickster. So it's like saying, you know, the way you have reality structured may not be what you think it is. Um, and so in that regard, I'm thinking of like, you know, it could be with um, UFOs, you know, UFOs being, um, I've noticed in the last, year or two, they, the, the government has been coming out with more, um, they're kind of relaxing all this tight-lipped stuff they had about knowledge of UFOs. They've been releasing documents. It was on the front page of the Times and all the major, you know, news media. They were showing pictures of lights and things and army, uh, you know, fighter jets saying, hey, I don't know what that thing is. So they're kind of, it's like they know, but they're, they're preparing us and they're, you know, to, this is again, another level of reality that we've often wondered about, but weren't quite clear of. So that mercury energy is like, going, hmm, let's play between dimensions. You know, maybe reality isn't just this 3D dimension. So, and the sun behind him going, yeah, 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 come on, Mercury, here's your microphone, speak up, you know. <laughs> truth, baby, truth. The, uh, what I want to say, too, is not only is the goddess energy huge here, but it's all, I want to emphasize children, too, because children, you know, Mercury rules youth, you know, with the USA chart, again, the train is opposite the, the youth planet. And, um, and as we've seen with, with Leo Aquarius eclipses, we've seen the, the child trafficking and the child abuse and sexual abuse, child trafficking, child, um, the pedophilia investigations with the Vatican and the Boy Scouts and, you know, all of that and all these great institutions coming down over sex scandals. So um, I think another level of this is going to blow open in January. Um, why is that? Because Tantalus, this asteroid Tantalus, very close to Jupiter, and it's conjunct asteroid Truth and Child. So Truth, Tantalus, Jupiter, Child, Pholus, the lid comes off. The lid comes off on Child, uh, the Truth, 
comes out, right? Jupiter rules the truth. The truth coming out about child trafficking, another level, another piece of it that will just blow our minds. Uh, Tantalus is an asteroid that's associated with like commission of heinous acts, like really dark, dark stuff. So, you know, it's not a pretty sight, but it has, these things have to be exposed. How can we have a society that is built on nurturing and love and compassion when we don't know all the nasty, dirty stuff that's been going on? We've known some of it, but now another piece of it is going to be revealed. That's what I see for 2020, and especially some big paradigm shift um, news coming out, right? Mercury rules the news, so another level of that coming out. Interestingly enough, the sun at 21 degrees, and in other words, this Saturn-Pluto freight train is exactly conjunct the Mercury of Jeffrey Epstein. So it ain't over yet. Uh, I know that there was a lot in the news about you've seen these memes that were all over the, the the world and social media. Epstein didn't kill himself, you know, that hashtag. They even had it in like airports. Like, I don't know how, but somebody must have like hacked an airport arrival departure board of flights and it would say like Epstein didn't kill himself. I mean, it was crazy. And you see these people on the media, there's some guy who was a football player was talking on a sports network about, you know, the game. And all of a sudden at the end, he goes, and by the way, Epstein didn't kill himself. It's like crazy. You know, it's kind of like in the, in the movie um, Truman, The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. And, every, you know, he was living in this world of illusion and fantasy, but he didn't know it. And then he, those other people who knew that he was in the reality show, they would like one popped up at a at a party, like a, like a puppet, like a, a jack-in-the-box puppet. Hey, hey, Truman, it's all fake. It's all fake. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of what it reminds me of. So yeah, we are in for some pretty amazing revelations here. Um, yeah, Epstein, um, Epstein may not have killed himself. You know, honestly, when I look at that chart, I, I really wonder. Um, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think there's a, a, another level that is being revealed um, with the justice system and, you know, how he was allowed to get off on such a, a lenient thing. And, you know, who was behind all that? So um, very, very interesting. When I, I learned, I was really angry when Alex Acosta, who was the, this, the um, attorney general, when he was, you know, he got fired. I'm like, good, he needs to be fired. He, he, he was part of this plea deal <clears throat> that let him off 10 years ago. But then when I, when I listened and I saw his testimony at the press conference when he resigned <clears throat> or got fired, whatever, and, um, and he said that he tried to, you know, like two paragraphs down, you can see the truth. He said, I tried to throw the book at Epstein, but I kept getting pushback. So, mm, interesting. That's not the part of the narrative that, that is out there. Most people don't know that. But it was, you know, again, you got to read deep here. You can't just read headlines. <laughs> so there could be more revelations about that. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. So um, that's kind of my, um, yeah, my little decoding of the, of the freight train. Uh, let's see. There is a... Um, should I talk about this? Yeah. So there's this asteroid chaos, believe it or not, at 25 degrees Gemini. So 
on January 12th. So that'll be making an in, it's called an inconjunct in astrology. So it's this kind of awkward 150 degree angle. And it is, um, it's, it's a, it's considered an, uh, not an important, like a minor aspect, but honestly, I think, and my wonderful astrology mentor, Renee, she always used to say, inconjuncts or quincunxes, it's another word for it, inconjuncts are not minor aspects. And I, I, and I thought, mm, let me try that on. And I, I've come to see that they're really not minor. So that uh, could be in the, you know, mixing up, right? Breaking up the stuck uh, belief system and um uh, and the stuck ways of society you know so the um <clears throat> the pillars of corruption and things and and patriarchy are coming down and in its place is this uh, compassionate society the one that we have always known in our hearts is arising yes it's a rough process but um I want to say that the word chaos, the original word uh, meaning of chaos is really not just, you know, disarray. It's actually the ability to draw from source. So, you know, think of that too as as all this occurs. Uh, It's in the sign of Gemini, which Mercury rules. So again, that in all the upheaval of ideas and paradigm shifting, you know, we try to maintain a sense of humor. I mean, Mercury is that humorous trickster. So again, all is not what you see. And so that's, um, this should be very interesting to see what happens on that day. So yeah, that's, I think that's, um, there's my decoding. So yeah, um, you know, now just if we could just shift over for a moment, the chart of Washington, D.C. for January 12th, we have uh, the ascendant is 28 degrees Sag. Well, that's conjunct the galactic center of the Milky Way. So ET phone home. <laughs> Again, it's an interdimensional portal, right? There's a lot that's available to us. It can be this otherworldly feel. Um, Mercury is slightly out of bounds um, <clears throat> there in that chart. So, you know, again, it's like kind of like this all over the, you know, it's definitely a shakeup of, of what we have had what we have been um, experiencing. So, um, yeah, I think that's all for now. So um, we'll continue talking about this and other aspects in future episodes, but I am going away today on a 10-day Vipassana. Oh, my goodness. Silent meditation. It's a Buddhist meditation called Vipassana. Vipassana means insight or inward vision. So I'm looking forward to that. So yes, I will be off podcasting until the middle of January. And uh, I wish you all a very wonderful and blessed 2020. Um, Keep love shining in your heart. Stay disciplined, right? You can get what you want, but you got to work for it. So um, put down those extra Christmas cookies right now. Get to the gym. Get to yoga. Meditate. Do whatever it takes to bring yourself into that center and stillness. And I will see you next year. Big, big love. Namaste. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you so much for listening.